How long should you wait before pulling the trigger on Odell Beckham? What will be the big stories coming out of this year's Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship live events? And who is this year's High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour FFPC Ascendant? Plus, Greg Sidoris, a fantasy football pioneer, and the FFPC's Las Vegas Casino Connection host drops in to share his thoughts on drafts this year and how it's not too late to get the best rate on the strip for the FFPC live events. And we are broadcasting live here at the Horseshoe Casino in Louisville, Kentucky, as we join you live from the 2017 Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship live events. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Thinking of a master plan. Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands So I dig into my pocket all my money spent So I just deep up, still coming up for lint So I start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how could I get some dead presidents I need money, I used to be a stick up kid So I think of all the devious things I did I used to roll up, this is a hole up, ain't nothing funny, stop smiling, you still don't nothing move but the money, but now I learned that. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. Thanks a lot, Rob. Greetings and salutations. All of you Balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts, welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host, the patron saint of fantasy football, is indeed the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, who are Dave and my sleeper and bust this season, plus the 2017 Ascendant is named before we sign off. Uh, and start the 2017 Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship auction. We are live here in uh, technically Elizabeth, Indiana, but basically for all intents and purposes, Louisville, Kentucky. For how many years have we been doing this now, Dave? How many years have you, you actually came to Kentucky with the real Leroy for many years before I started coming here. This is the 16th year of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. This is probably like coming up on almost 10 years for me, I think. How many is it for you? It has not been 10 years, though. I said it's coming up on 10 years for me. I think it's been like seven or eight. For you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, for then, for me, it's probably only been like five or six then, I would imagine. I should check. I'm not really sure. The point is, it's a fantastic weekend. It's, about, it's, it's amazing. I the, love it. the live events uh, essentially are, are filled at this point, so you'll have to join us next year, but there's a lot of new blood coming in this year. A lot of FFPC players will be here. Danny Mueller uh, will, of course, be here this, uh, this year. Ray Chung, we're hoping, will stop by this show uh, from Hong Kong, flying in uh, for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. He's flying in from Hong Kong? He will, well, he's, all, he's already been in the United States for a while. He's, he's been on a extended family vacation, and he's, gotcha. this is one of his pit stops very cool. in Louisville. So he will be here. Uh, so it'll be very cool to have him here tonight. Uh, shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you guys might have in there. I am at Eric Balkman on Twitter. Dave is at David Gerzak on Twitter. The show is at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Facebook.com slash HSFF Hour. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OBA. Gmail.com is the email address. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them. We'll do our best to get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails on the Fantasy Feedback segment later on the show. Our audio engineer, Bryce, is commissioning tonight. Our producer, mutual friend, Rob, has a week off because I am self-producing this show tonight. So pardon the, the train wreck. sounds racks. really good. Well, good. And we're going to take a break. Hopefully it continues.
Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak live on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network broadcasting in Louisville, Kentucky tonight for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. The live event's about to get underway. The One of the keeper leagues that the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship has is about to kick off here. We have the auction right after we sign off tonight, Dave, uh, that uh, you and I will be going against each other in. Of course, myself and Kurt will be teaming up uh, against you and the real Leroy. We're, uh, we're trying to get our budget straight and yeah. not not overspend on quarterbacks, so that's that's been our problem the last couple of years. That, 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 Accidentally, you will be battling that tonight. Two Packer is of course in this draft. Travis Cox, I'm that not, PC player, also in this draft. I'm not allowing tonight. myself to bet on quarterbacks. I'm out. I, I'm out. Only Leroy can only bet on quarterbacks. It's easy to say that now. I don't know when the rubber meets the road if you're going to be not going to do it. Of, of, Keeping not that going, do it. so uh, it, it's going to be a very uh, exciting time uh, this whole this entire weekend, and and we're kicking things off with the show tonight. Greg Sidoris uh, will be on shortly, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk to him and, and pick his brain. I want to remind everybody uh, that uh, you can sign up for Draft Experts leagues, best ball classics. Dynasty, all at MyFFPC.com. Football Guys Players Championships going on tonight and all weekend long. It is the second biggest weekend for the FFPC this weekend. Of course, Labor Day Draftathon is next weekend, but get in while the getting's good now at MyFFPC.com. And plenty of main event spots available online. How many live live spots do we have left in the main event? Less than 20? And I think it's 21 now. It's 21. Very, okay. Very, let me look. Uh, four, uh, nine. Yeah, 21 exactly, live spots, that's it. 21 spots, so get in while you can. And help us fill the leagues exactly so I don't have to do any messing around. Yeah, or screw Dave over. I'm totally cool with that. Please don't do that. Please only join the spots that we have available. Let's bring in uh, tonight's uh, guest here, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because this dovetails into playing in the FFPC main event. He has been a licensed casino host for 20 years. He is the owner of Casino Connection USA, uh, main uh, main vendor there, Caesars Entertainment owner-operator. He is also the uh, of the Cleveland Baseball Academy for 25 years he's been a baseball instructor and head coach of the Baseball Academy for all ages with a customer base of 10,000 wow that's crazy national championship ASA all world shortstop 85, 93, 95 and 2000 he was also at the Las Vegas Superbook at the Las Vegas Hilton from 84 to 86 sportsbook ticket writer and supervisor odds maker researcher of all major sports and he is the creator and originator of the first fantasy football contest held at the Las Vegas Hilton that was available for live wagers to the public uh, in 1985. You can, of course, check out his work at hotroster.com. He's the current main handicapper for the live site, uh, player matchup creator there as well. And he is our casino connection, our Las Vegas guru. This is the guy to see. He's the man. Uh, He is uh, making his debut on the FFPC High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour tonight, Mr. Greg Sidoris. Greg, welcome into the show, man. Wow, that was uh, very impressive. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate the invitation. Well, we're glad to have you tonight. And it's a, you, you alluded to this earlier. Today is the deadline if you want to get in uh, with uh, these insane room rates that you have provided to FFPC players at Planet Hollywood. Today is the deadline, and it was already a big day uh, with a lot of people deciding to take advantage of this. Stay at Planet Hollywood for these low room rates and draft with the FFPC. It's, it's a great combination. I am so happy that we were able to work with Planet Hollywood and Caesars Entertainment in locking down a wonderful venue. The rooms are outstanding. Every room in that property has been completely renovated, very contemporary, very clean. The casino is outstanding. It's easy access 
to go from your room straight down the elevator, whether you're in the north elevator or the south elevator. It takes you right to the third floor mezzanine where the much-anticipated Thursday night kickoff party is going to be, as well as the convention uh, room where all of the live drafts are going to be. Very easy to get around in the property. And, and don't forget about the Fantasyland live broadcast that leads right into the opening game viewing party, too, which is going to be a star-studded affair with in- industry analysts and high-stakes players. That is going to be a ball. I didn't know about this. What's the deal? Yeah, well, you'll find out about it when you're there. You weren't Why invited. Why don't you tell the people? Well, fantasy- I know it's, it's fantasy the, stars the, and, yes. and all these industry pros. We yes, of course, I'm not invited. Yeah, we didn't make the cut. Rotoviz.com slash podcast Fantasyland is where you can find that. They will be recording a live Fantasyland broadcast right before the viewing party. Oh, uh, not their overly edited just, stuff that no. they normally do? No, it's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it doesn't have to be because this is going to be the, the creme de la creme. Uh, and uh, the Planet Hollywood, get, these, uh, get in uh, while you can with these room rates with Greg Sidoris. Greg, what's, what's your phone number? I know you, if you, people wanted to email you, they can do so at lvch777 at, AO, 777 at AOL.com. But uh, phone calls are always uh, probably the quickest way to do it. What's your phone number for anybody who wants to reach you with these rates? Especially at this time, 216-299-5390. That's 216-299-5390. That's my direct number. Also, I have a uh, 855 VIP host. So if you don't couldn't write it down, 855 VIP host will get you directly into my line also. So those are true great ways. Uh, the deadline is this evening. If you give me a call and at least let me know that um, you, you guys are thinking about coming in, we still have rooms, and I'd, I'd be able to handle your account up through uh, today, tomorrow. That way, if you're driving home and you don't think you're going to make it on time, give me a call. I'll hold a room for you, and we could do the small details uh, over the next 24 hours. Now, Greg, one thing that you know, people don't maybe know, but you kind of expressed this to me in an email before, but you can pretty much beat any rate. So someone's a player – and they're coming in, they maybe, you know, they're, they've got some sort of coupon code or something like that. You can beat any, any rate pretty much out there, right? That's very true. It's one of the ways that the hotel casino protects the reps like myself. So if you do, I, I work for, um, we have a department called National Casino Marketing that works for not only the hotel side, but the casino side. And it's a combination. So we have special rates that we hold for our valued players or for special um, guests or friends or family that I have that I can put through those rates. So if you go to Expedia or Hotwire or one of those uh, third-party sites, uh, you may believe you're getting a good rate, but that's not going to be the rate that we can certainly offer. And not only that, but you get customized service where if you have a change in your reservation or if you have a special request, that goes directly in your room folio that I put in there personally myself to make sure that you're getting great service. There's no fee for our service. This is just a service that we provide to make sure that the customer uh, is in line with his very important reservation, which is typically part of his vacation, of course. So we take it very seriously, and we have a good system. 
Greg, I'm I'm kind of curious at, as how you how the company that that you own that that you're the head of how did it get hooked up? Why did you decide to get into the business with uh, you know helping out these FFPC players? Well, it started. It was a combination of uh, I moved out to Las Vegas in the early '80s when my family moved from Cleveland, Ohio. We went out there. I started working in the hotel casino industry, started up as a valet parker, and moved my way up through the hotel chain uh, and was very interested in casino marketing. Um, at about the same time is when I got involved with meeting some of my casino friends that were already involved in the fantasy football, and they introduced it to me at about 81, 82. So it was somewhat of a combination of my love for sports, and then I was a researcher, along with me being involved with casino marketing, that 25, 30 years down the road, would you know that you run into guys like Dave and Alex that have a fantastic uh, company format tied in with what I do, get hotel rooms for people that are going to Las Vegas and other areas, but primarily Las Vegas. And it's almost like the, um, it's almost like the peanut butter finding the chocolate and the chocolate finding the peanut butter you put them both together and you have a great combination so this isn't something by accident this is something that i've been doing on both ends fantasy sports primarily fantasy football for 35 years and involved with the hotel casino industry for close to 30 years now hey real quick um i know you have a 216 area code i know you were in handicapping for a while I used to call a 216 number for good old Phil Steele. Do you remember Phil Steele from back in the day? I do remember that. I do remember that name. Uh, you know, the, the part of the difference between that type of service, even though I was and always been in handicapping, I was more or less on the other side where one of the companies I worked for for years, we actually were the consensus company that made the lines for the for all the sports books. So the sports book managers, you know, they, they tweak the numbers. Uh, I'm one of the guys that actually helped create the numbers. So that research that goes into that type of number is something that's uh, something that I have always done. And I, I still do. Yeah, and and I think that that's a, a definitely a, a good way to. Um, it, it, well, we're gonna get into. We got to get to bring a break here. We yeah, we will bring you back uh, for more, Greg, because I want to get into what you did in Vegas more than 30 years ago that I know our listeners that care about because you certainly are a pioneer. We have much more with Casino Connection host, Las Vegas host Greg Sidoris here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak. We're gonna come back right after this. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour rolls on here. I am Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. We are broadcasting live in Louisville, Kentucky at the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. A ton of stuff to get to tonight. Of course, the Ascendant announcement. Before we get to that, we have Greg Sidoris, uh, our Casino Connection host uh, for the FFPC out in Las Vegas. And, And Greg, this is an interesting fact that I think not a lot of people realize. But we're talking about 32 years ago, in 1985, you did something very unique in regards to fantasy football in Vegas that no one had ever done before. Talk a little bit about that. I was working at the Las Vegas Hilton Superbook. We were a, you know, the biggest book, and it's still probably the nicest book in Las Vegas, as we all witnessed that last year as the event was at the Westgate last year. Uh, the 
I was working as a sports book ticket writer in fantasy football. One of my bosses, a good friend of mine by the name of Art Manteris. Art Manteris hey, Greg, now runs Greg. the. Yes, sir. Let me interrupt you quick. You're 32 years ago. Were you 15 years old? <laughs> You're like a young-looking guy. How old are you, buddy? You're not 32 years ago. That's not even true. Yeah, is it? it could be. This oh, is, come this on. Is some fuzzy math. I don't that know we're if I buy this show. Tonight. All right, hey, go ahead. I, anyway, go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't believe I, it. I take offense to that because I was doing that when I was six. But um, <laughs> nice. Six years no, old. no kidding. You're 38. Nice. <laughs> I'm only 38. So, no. So the. Um, <laughs> you were a pro- you were a gambling prodigy. That's amazing. Yes, I was. I had a real problem at a very young age, and I finally kicked the habit when I was about 21, thank God. So, um, But nonetheless, I was working at the sports book, and, you know, it's, it's funny because fantasy football back when, it was pretty basic. You know, it was, a, it was all touchdown leagues, and there was, there, wasn't no, there was no PPR. There was barely any type of bonuses for – players so that's one of the things that we were sitting around going you know how do we enhance this game and how do we make it from a competitive level adding more statistics more scoring opportunities multiple ways to score basically so we we came up with it you know we came up with a game where we started adding uh five you got five points for a hundred yard rushing and if you got 98 yards you got zero so we, we knew that that didn't work, so we kept tweaking our rules. We came up with a very unique game that, that my boss, Art, my interest, said, let's, let's give this a try. So, you know, we, it, it, was, it was on a, um, uh, like a parlay card format, and, uh, you know, you had to get, I think, three or four of the possibilities correct to win because we weren't allowed to do it head-to-head. You couldn't do it just like you, uh, a straight bet. It was in the parlay format. Five dollar, five dollars, I believe, was the minimum. Up to hundred dollars, you could bet. But it was, it was a state of the art game that somewhat revolutionized the scoring system because we started, we started that scoring system with the incentives, and it just started to catch on, and then, and then it started to grow into passing yardage, and it started to grow into. Uh, defensive touchdowns. Defensive touchdowns were always there, but primarily all the leagues were geared really towards running backs. Uh, you know, once the PPR started, then you started seeing the receivers going. I don't, I don't think in the first 10 years that I was doing drafts, I ever saw a, ru- a receiver go in the first round. And maybe Jerry Rice. And, it, and back then, if you had a connection, that was the big thing. If you had a good running back and you had the good connection, if you had Rice in Montana or whoever else was QB in back then, then then you were in the money because some of the scoring systems were a little bit off. And it took a lot of years for it to become equalized so one category wasn't way too much. So so there was a lot of trial and error. There was of course a lot of happy and a lot of arguments well, I don't, I don't, I don't know where we're at. I don't today. I, yeah, I I'm, Look, there's been studies done, Balky, that we have perfected the scoring format. <laughs> FFPC. It was us. It was Stanford. 
MIT, MIT and yep. Cal, Caltech is in the middle of one right now. It's not quite done. Yeah, the Sorbonne actually did something too. Uh, yeah, but the Europeans, I don't, they don't trust those people. Greg Sidoris, our Casino Connection host, uh, is our guest tonight uh, here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour as we broadcast live from the KFFSC. Not to keep, you know, not to go back uh, from football here, Greg, but uh, let's relive it. Let, let's talk about baseball for a second. Did you, you obviously own the Cleveland Baseball Academy, ten thousand customers there. You, you, uh, you do a great job there uh, with a, a lot of coaching and teaching there. What's your experience? Did you ever play pro ball, or how, how did your baseball career go with the, with the accolades that you've earned? Well, I, you, know, you know, all the way through, having brothers in a great neighborhood, we played ball every day outside. So it was, you know, there was, there was no button pushing going on in my living room as far as any type of action inside. It was, it was all outside. Uh, just played, you know, uh, a lot of our fields were short, small, the ball was hard and fast, so it made us pretty quick. So I turned into a shortstop, played really well shortstop in high school. I went out to Scottsdale Community College, played ball out there for a guy by the name of Fred Nelson, and uh, uh, did a little bit of um, um, <laughs> when, when Major League Baseball went on strike a few years ago, uh, they, had, they had replacement players. I did some of that. Um, and then I played high-level softball for 20 years where – we traveled all around the country, played on a team called the Las Vegas Aces, played for a championship team called Pepco out of Cleveland. You know, we just were a fantastic defensive team, good hitting. And once again, it's like anything else. You, the more you play, uh, the more you got better. But when I started teaching baseball as a profession, and I was still playing at the time, I, it was amazing how sharp my skills became because I was teaching pretty much forensically. I was I would really ingrain it. Pretty easy to understand is how we taught it, of course, because you're working with youngsters that don't understand the word rotation. You know, breaking down the words so they understand it. We made it fun and we did we did very, very well. We had an indoor baseball facility um called the Lost Nation Sports Park. It was an eighty thousand square foot facility that uh, I helped build with batting cages, basketball courts, soccer. So we had an indoor facility in Cleveland because you certainly needed it from November through April 1st. And then once the weather broke, we were outside. I had about 10 teams, trained them all winter long, and did private lessons, sort of a throwing specialist. I still have some of the top pitchers in the area that I work with their throwing. Or actually, you know what I did more than anything else? I worked with pitchers that didn't know how to throw that just didn't have the talent where they had a hard time learning it. So I, I got a lot of specialty calls for that. Well, th- this completes uh, the bulky section of the show where we actually get to talk baseball, which I always enjoy. Dave is just fingernails on the chalkboard whenever we bring baseball well, up on the guys, show. Were you guys talking? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Greg Sidoris, uh, Casino Connection FFPC host, who will be able to hook you up with a fantastic roommate if you get in contact with him today, uh, LVCH777 at AOL.com. Yeah, it could be roommate? Great, could, could be a great roommate. I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing. Send the email. I'm sorry. Greg, we, uh, I want to get into some – because you, you commissioned – leagues for 30 plus years you're a hardcore uh fantasy football player i'm curious that just to get your insight on on this year ezekiel elliott has been uh, in the news with his suspension if you were drafting in your leagues and i don't know if you've drafted already or if you're going to be drafting where are you looking at taking elliott with his six game suspension and you know it's it's uh and, and some of the news that just came out this afternoon i think is a little interesting with that where they wanted to bring in some different uh the, the nflpa 
didn't and, and Ezekiel Elliott didn't fare very well this afternoon. So with with the assumption that he's going to get suspended for six games, let's just play that because on September first we're all going to pretty much know what's going on. But today, seeing it the week before that, I'm I'm thinking that. Um, I'm thinking if he's a, if he's there in the third round, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna take him, and and the reason I say that is I take a look at the running backs that are in that second or third tier. Would I rather have Would I rather have Tevin Coleman or Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery? You know those are guys I'd still. It's really a really tough tough call certainly depends on who I'm going to grab in the first or second round, but right. I think he's going to go myself probably in the third round. That's where I might take a risk and go hope that he gets his six to eight touchdowns in the, in the eight weeks that he's going to play. Cause there's a bye week in that six weeks. So he's going to miss, miss at least seven weeks. So he's coming back in week number eight. You got to figure, but I'm, I'm looking maybe third round. I'm thinking, in, in a, in a Greg, 10 give or a 12. 10 or 12 team league, yeah. I And, and I think that uh, there's plenty of people that, that uh, have come to that conclusion that they are going to take the two studs that are going to be ready right away and then go with Elliott in the third as a sort of a wild card and see what they can get. One of the things we always like to ask our guests, uh, Greg, and we, and we have roughly a minute here for you to give us a sleeper and a bust, the guy that you're targeting later on in drafts and a guy that you are staying away from for sure in the early rounds of your fantasy leagues this year. Well, if I could find that Larry Kinnebrew type of guy that used to get three yards with three carries and 30 points because he'd jam in three one-yard touchdowns, I don't <laughs> see too many of that going. I do like Paul Perkins. I'm really high on, uh, I'm really high on Gordon. Um, I think one of my sleeper stashes in the last round could be Josh Gordon of the Cleveland Browns who might get reinstated in September, uh, even though he hasn't touched the football uh, caught a, a meaningful pass in a couple of years. The Browns need a receiver. They're going to be losing a lot of games. That would be a stash, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> that's uh, I think that's my biggest, biggest sleeper. If I take a look at, you know, you take a look at one of the Dallas running backs, whether it's um, – I do like Rex Burkett. I mean, if, 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 you can get a, if you can get the New England running back – New England running backs, the main guys touching the ball 60% of the time. The two running backs that New England picked up this year, they're both very solid in short yardage. They're both in the 85 success rate on the field when they're touching the ball to get that one or two yards. So I'm, I'm definitely targeting um, Jalissi or Burkhead, and I'm not sure which one I'm going with yet there, but one of those two guys I really liked also. Okay, so I, 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 the Gillisley and Burkhead picks have been uh, extremely popular uh, over the last couple of weeks on the show. I want to get to your bust, but we've got to get, take a, a quick break. When we come back, Greg Sidoris gives us his early-round bust here uh, on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, live in Louisville here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
the high-stakes fantasy football hour broadcasting live this week from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship live events here in Louisville, Kentucky. I am Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. We are joined by Greg Sidoris, our FFPC Casino Connection host. Uh, today is the last day. If you want to get in touch with him, make sure that you are doing so so you get this baller rate that we have at Planet Hollywood, and you can uh, save your money for other stuff in Vegas. Lord knows there's different ways to spend it uh, rather than pay for a jacked-up room. Greg, we, we heard about your sleepers before. You like Paul Perk. Uh, what's a bust uh, a bust that you are staying away from in the early rounds this year i'm definitely staying away for um uh and this is based not only on my fact that i don't think they have a very good team or quarterback but todd Gurley does nothing for me again he totally i just don't see how they move the ball uh golf i'm surprised certainly if they didn't take him as a high such a high draft pick i would think he's I would think he's close to being benched. Uh, Jay Ajay, I think, has a lot of upside because they don't have a lot of running back help over there, uh, you know, with Damian Williams or whoever they've got. But I'm not really high on Jay Ajay, especially with the quarterback situation. They could be losing a lot of ball games, playing from behind. And I certainly don't like taking running backs from teams that are losing, uh, losing in the third and fourth quarter. So Jay Ajay, I'm not high on. And I'm not really that high on LaShawn McCoy this year. I've got to be quite honest with you. Mm. I like him. Fantastic player. Yes, you know, the OC loves to, to, to utilize one guy, but I, I'm not seeing it for LaShawn McCoy this year. I, I do like Marlon Mack. Indianapolis rides their running back heavy, and if Gore makes it through the season, um, I'd be very, very surprised if he misses eight games. I'd be, I, I see something like that as opposed to him getting banged up early on in Marlon Mack carrying the load. So I sort of like Marlon Mack also. Now Marlon Mack, a good sleeper, a guy that I was really impressed with in the last preseason game. But uh, Greg Sidoris, a guy who's been around the game, been playing fantasy football for well over three decades. Be wary of LaShawn McCoy. Be wary of Jay Ajayi. I think that those that's good advice. Greg, it has been a pleasure having you on the show tonight. We will look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. And for anybody who wants to get in, deadline day today on these fantastic room rates we have at Planet Hollywood, LVCH777 at, uh, at AOL.com. Give us the phone number one more time for anybody to be able to hit you up. Okay, you can call me at one eight five five vip host That's 855-VIP-HOST. Or call me directly tonight on my cell phone, 216-299-5390, or at LVCH777 at AOL.com. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you all. Certainly. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff, Greg. We will definitely see you soon. Thanks so much for joining the show tonight, Greg Sidoris. Of course, uh, Casino Connection USA, reserved for Greg Sidoris, one of our favorite phrases here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, joins us tonight. Uh, really cool to uh, hear what he did out in Vegas in the mid-'80s as far as, what, uh, as far as fantasy football is concerned at the old Las Vegas Hilton, and uh, a wealth of experience. Lived in Vegas for well over a decade. Uh, certainly has worked uh, at, at some, seemingly every single level you could uh, in Las Vegas. He knows uh, how to take care of you, and he will uh, be doing that for FFPC players this year. So certainly great stuff to be joined by him tonight. There was a football game last night, Dave. Uh, no kidding. A very exciting one. Uh, because we are in the third week of preseason. This is the quote-unquote dress rehearsal uh, for NFL teams, and uh, it was uh, an interesting one uh, for a lot of players who are going to see their ADP move this weekend. I want to kick, about it, Eric. I want to kick things off and talk about <laughs> your boy, Christian McCaffrey. 
Seven carries for 21 yards. Did he get hurt? Caught no. Oh, that, that's all I care about. Caught one pass for 12 yards uh, in the Panthers preseason game. They caught that pass from uh, Cam Newton. Jonathan Stewart had already had two carries before McCaffrey had joined the uh, offense on the field, and they rotated fairly evenly through uh, throughout the um, the game when the the first stringers were in there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, going in the third round of of drafts right now. You look at. Uh, um, it, it, you know, you, he's getting to that level, Dave, where you're kind of drafting him based on his ceiling. And I feel like, you know, in Kentucky this weekend, he's going at the 307 in uh, FFPC drafts. But in Kentucky this weekend, are you prepared to pay a mid-third-round pick for McCaffrey? Your boy. I think he's going to fall a little bit further than that in Kentucky because they prioritize the wide receivers so much, although the tight end is much lesser. Um, yes, I am willing to do that. And I, I think that when you say it, what his ceiling is, is I think he might not be – really realizing what his ceiling could be. I think it's higher than you. Okay, let, let me ask you this. Um, Christian McCaffrey hits his ceiling this year, okay, whatever that is. Okay. Where does he finish among running backs if he hits his ceiling? RB, a top four. Wow. And you know what? It's hard for me to disagree with that. I mean, if, I mean his ceiling, I mean, what is this? How many catches could that be, 80? 80, yeah. It could be 80 catches. Uh, and how many – how many receive? He's so elusive in the open field. How yeah. many receiving touchdowns could that be? That could be nine, six, six or seven. Eight, nine would be optimistic. Ceiling. Yeah. yeah, and so like, and then he could average seven to ten yards. He could average ten yards a catch. I mean, yeah. you know, that's getting yeah. optimistic. He's going to have carries. Jonathan Stewart, by the way, has not been the modicum of health. He gets hurt all the time. Yep. Um, and maybe not quite last year, but other years. So you know, I, I think there's a, he can run between the tackles. He's not probably quite as good as Stewart at goal line or as good as Cam at goal line. So he might get vultured there, but. You know, he's a really, I think he's a, a special, special player. You know, people, and I, this is not me, but people on NFL Network and other, like, major companies, like, like ESPN. The, they, the high-stakes fantasy football hour. They're talk, they, talk, they, compare him, <laughs> they compare him to other, like, elite talents, like yeah. Falk and LT. I mean, he's being mentioned among them. I mean, that's a pretty, I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I'm going to gonna give them that yeah. opportunity to do that. So I, it's impressive. I think it was the ESPN Fantasy Focus podcast that I was listening this week, to this week. And they made an interesting point that, you know, Carolina seems dead set on still having Stewart be a valuable part of right. this of this of this game plan. However, what happens when Stewart goes down and McCaffrey really flashes? Then how do you keep that off the field? How do you keep McCaffrey from not taking over that backfield if he is as talented as we believe he is? That's tough to do. You know, this reminds me actually of the, of the year that Adrian Peterson was a rookie. Who's the running back that was ahead of him? Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, Chester Taylor. Yeah, Chester, Chester Taylor. Exactly. Yeah. He was the starter, the incumbent, and he was actually was a much better, more competent had, player. Than had Jonathan two or Stewart. three great seasons behind yeah, him. Absolutely. So yeah. Taylor was the starter, and AP, everyone knew AP was awesome. He came in top right. top ten pick, seven yep. seven overall. And I think that first game, AP had, you know didn't get a ton of carries. But he had he caught a pass, and it was a sixty yard touchdown pass. He just took it to the house. And I remember getting him in World Championship of Fantasy Football in the fourth round, and I was like giddy. But, I mean, I was like, oh my. Thank God he made it to me. Right, yeah. And uh, that's when rookie hype began. You I, started I, it. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like it's not been you know, not all rookies. You know, I'm not that excited about all rookie players. Leonard Fournette, I'm not excited about Leonard Fournette. Right. I'm getting. I think Delvin Cook's going to have a great rookie season. I think Mixon actually is going to actually do pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I, so I just I think that McCaffrey to me is that player for me. He's the he's the AP for this year. Granted, a totally different body type, totally different player. But really, someone who can just become elite provides uh, elite, fan, elite elite fantasy skills out there. Uh, let's talk about another young running back, Wendell Smallwood. Four carries for 28 yards in the Eagles' third preseason game. He only played on third down on the first drive, but he was the feature back for most of the rest of the time that Philly's ones were on the field. 
Uh, Wendell Smallwood screwed up a blitz pickup uh, on the second drive uh, from uh, Lawrence Timmons, uh, from the, the uh, Dolphins uh, linebacker. Uh, Sproles, not really been playing so much this season. And uh, he, I mean, obviously once the regular season hits, he will be much more involved. Uh, Smallwood and uh, Blount would be the uh, the head guys in that offense, you would imagine. Uh, so Blount makes the team. Assuming he makes the team. So what are you doing with Wendell Smallwood? I mean, this is a guy that you can get pretty late in drafts and he could pay off pretty big. He's definitely worth a shot. Why not take a chance on him? And he'll move up a little bit, but he won't move up a ton. No reason if you draft Sproles in the 12th to take Smallwood late, correct? That's, that's how I view it. You say no reason? There's no reason. Why? Because I, I think that they they're represent totally different. Totally different. But, that doesn't, but that doesn't necessarily mean – I think they're kind of independent of one another. Yeah, yeah. and if, if Sproles gets hurt, I, I don't see Smallwood all of a sudden being like an every-down type guy. Well, why not? I mean, who else is going to take – Pumphrey? Well, there's Pumphrey there for sure. And, and I'm just saying do – you you Give me a percentage chance right now of LeGarrette Blount making this team. Uh, I would say like 80, but I don't know. Yeah, that's I was thinking at 75. I'm not a GM. No, no you're not. One of these days, Dave. Hey, man, there's a lot of suckier teams. That I, I, could, <laughs> I could run teams better than at least, at least 30% of the NFL. I'm not going to say more than that, but if you give me 70, 80 hours a week and a staff of Harvard-educated type people or MIT, whatever, right. yes. Then you could get it done. Absolutely. I don't know how to manage stuff. I mean, people are idiots. Well, I'll tell you, one they of those. They can't manage their payroll. They can't manage their draft picks. The way, uh, one of the ways that the Eagles are managing their payroll this year is si- signing Alshon Jeffrey, who caught two. Jeffries? Uh, both, Al- no, Alfron Jeffrey. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey. Only we know how to pronounce Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. His last name. Two catches. It's not Jeffries, you morons. Two catches for 35 yards. Caught both of his targets. Did catch a touchdown uh, as well. Uh, so you look at uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and this is a guy that we have not talked on the show uh, throughout the draft season, and I think that's by design because I don't think you or I is particularly loving up Alshon Jeffrey this year on a one-year prove-it deal in Philly. You know, if he falls enough in drafts, I'd be willing to take him. Um, there's not – I mean, Jordan Matthews is gone. There's not a lot of really receiving options. Right. Hurts is there, of course. 402 in FFPC drafts right now. It's not terribly bad, really, for a player that's been a WR1. With, a, with an ascendant-type quarterback, right. an ascendant like in our perspective. Right. You know, I, I think if you have faith that he's going to be healthy, then go for it. Why not? I'll tell you guys that are going after Alshon Jeffrey that I would rather take in, in FFPC right, drafts right now. Jimmy Graham I'd rather have. Tyreek Hill I'd rather have. Golden Tate I'd rather have. I would consider Michael Crabtree there. Uh, probably not Jarvis Landry. Devontae Adams I'd probably rather have. I think I would take Jeffrey over Tate, and I think I would take him over Adams soon. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of, just, lot of heat on Devontae Adams right now, Dave. A lot of heat. Good for them. Okay. I mean, so, I'm not, I don't mind him. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying he's the number one receiver for the team versus Rodgers, number two A-ish. Right. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this guy because I think he's going to come up in the uh, ascending conversation. But just a recap of what he did last night. Devontae Parker, two catches, 78 yards, including a touchdown, a 72-yard touchdown. Now Jay Cutler throwing to Devontae Parker. Three different catches, gains of 16, 31, and 72. He, the 31-yarder uh, was not counted because it was negated uh, by a penalty. But Devontae Parker, a fantastic play last night in the 72-yard touchdown. Uh, Jay Cutler says he is like a faster Alshon Jeffrey, so you look at what he has been able to bring to the table here, uh, and uh, Devontae Parker is certainly looking good, Dave, and I think this is a guy, even for if we don't even name him the ascendant this year, this is a guy that could really, really shoot up boards on Kentucky weekend. I think you're totally right. I'm actually, I'm starting to fall for uh, Devontae Parker a lot more than I used to. Yeah. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues, and I've been really disappointed with him. But, you know, his skill set is finally coming out. And I think Culler is that perfect quarterback to throw to him. Yeah, I mean, and I think that really helps his value, hurts Landry's value. We talked about this on the show before. We have to uh, sort of wrap up our number one here. Uh, So we are going to take our uh, final break of the first hour. When we come back, 
much more here live from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. This is the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzek on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Live in Louisville is how we are doing the show this week. This is the HSFF Hour here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am at Eric Balkman on Twitter. He is at David Gerzak on Twitter, broadcasting live here with the uh, Kentucky Auction around the corner. We have the main event, Draftmasters, uh, the I Want Vegas League, plenty of other main event drafts coming up this weekend. It is uh, going to be a drafting bonanza, but before we get to that, we do want to recap that Dolphins-Eagles game from last night. And the last thing I want to break up, uh, bring up as, uh, of course, uh, the mascot of the show, Two-Packer, bringing us some uh, liquid refreshments. I have no idea what's in here. I'm, I'm assuming just Coke. N- no, other, no other spirits in there. Yours is really dark, so I, yeah, yours is yeah, just good, perfect. Oh, great. Yeah, my, that Two-Packer almost doubled over after he took a pull from mine, so I'm not uh, going to touch a pull. That. Took a pull from That's me. not a regional term at all. Jai took two pulls from the backfield, excuse me, nine pulls from the backfield last night, nine carries, 53 like yards, and two touchdowns in uh, the Dolphins game last night, two tackle-breaking chunk gains with the first-team offense and two short touchdowns, one set up by a 72-yard Devontae Parker catch, and then uh, a Dolphins coming up with an interception deep in the red zone. And Ajayi uh, comes out. He looks good last night. He's over that concussion, it seems like, Dave. You're looking at him in the mid-second round uh, in uh, this weekend in Kentucky right now in the FFPC. He is going at the 206 as well. I might be on board with Jay Ajayi in 2017. You know, there's a lot of other players I kind of like in that area, but, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's, when you look at Cutler coming in just off the street, but he's functionally immediately better than Tannehill. So I look at the offense, oh. and I look at the, the offense – I just, I just I took a drink from the drink from the bourbon. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's like I'm drinking like liquid drunkenness. Oh, I don't, I don't nice. even taste any soft drink in there. It's all hard drink. Anyway, continue with your point on JHI. See, mine's rum. It's quite quite tasty. Yeah, the rum is smooth, bulky. You know, you don't have to be macho. It's what the pirates drink, which is yeah, why exactly. you stay away from it. I like pirates. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Not you the, do. I mean, I don't like the modern Somali pirates. I like the more classical pirates from the golden age yes. of piracy. Yeah. Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Redbeard. The others. Blue beard. <laughs> the other beards. Yeah. The Buccaneers. The, the Buccaneers. Privateers. There's all sorts of different pirates out there. Anyway. Take a receiver in the first round. A JHI is a good way to spend a second round pick. I agree. You know, when you have color, I think the offense is going to be a lot better. I think he's going to score more touchdowns. You, uh, I didn't really watch the game last night, but we talk about um, what the Dolphins showed. And I think it's important to understand you don't want to overvalue it, even though it was the third preseason game. But, man, Jay Ajayi looked good and Devontae Parker looked good. Now, regardless of how you feel about them, you have to understand that these guys will be moving up draft boards this weekend. Do not overdraft them based on this performance. If you're a believer in them no, for the regular season, then go ahead and grab them. Go I, get I, your guys, Dave. Get your guys. Actually, you should. But don't, you, don't do it. Uh, don't, don't ruin your draft board. If you really want Devontae Park, Parker, now you should not only overdraft him, but over overdraft him. Get in front of the other people who are taking your sleeper. So I'm going to say uh, yeah. the exact opposite. Okay, interesting. I'm saying if you really want Parker, though, and you think, oh, his ADP, where is his ADP? 703 in FFPC 703, oh, if you're like, oh, I have, you know, uh, let's say you have the, the, the 606 or whatever, and then you have a mid-seventh round. Take him in the fifth. Take, no, take him in the sixth. Or, I mean, <laughs> honestly, don't. Take don't him wait. in the second. Don't, think don't let gonna, anybody screw you over for it. He's not going to fall to you. No, he probably won't. Not, oh. at that, not at that point. And uh, so, we're, you know, despite the Tannehill injury, uh, despite, um, you know, the Dolphins sort of having to change their offense around to fit Jay Cutler, uh, we're, we're liking Ajayi. We're liking Devontae Parker. And I don't know how many shares of Jarvis Landry you and I are going to have this weekend, but I bet it's very little. 
Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't really own it, Landry in any dynasty league, so that's uh, just fine with me. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to uh, wrap up our first hour here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, but when we come back, we're going to have our number two. It is going to be uh, live right here in Louisville, Kentucky for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We have the uh, auction coming up tonight. The Keeper League is going on in full effect right now, uh, that draft going on, and we have a, a slew of drafts uh, going on this weekend. We're also going to name our Ascendant in the second hour, and we're going to answer a ton of your emails uh, coming up here. We have uh, plenty of those to read, and uh, we'll get to much more here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Great stuff from Greg Sidoris in the first hour. I'm sure we'll touch on that as we get to, uh, to hour number two. And uh, I, we have a slew. We have ten, I think, ten finalists for the Ascendant. Dave and I, ten. like we did last year, we have not decided on who it's going to be. So it's going to be fun radio coming up in hour number two. We do have to pause 10 seconds to identify ourselves here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, much more coming up right after this. Hour number two kicks off here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. He is Dave Gerzak at David Gerzak on Twitter. I am at Eric Balkman, at Eric Balkman on Twitter. I'm now, actually Balky. not at Eric Balkman. I'm Eric Balkman. Now, Balky, I don't know if this is going to sound racist, but is that Ray Chung over there? Yes, there's Ray Chong. Oh, Ray, Ray Chong. Chong. Ray Chong, of course. So the Kentucky, Kentucky Fantasy I'm Football not, State Championship, bringing people in from Hong Kong. I'm here. not profiling or anything. No, no you're not. No, that, but this is him. This, this is, this is great stuff. We're meeting. I'm sorry. Thank you. We're meeting Ray live in real life here. Uh, you know, I've talked to him so many times online, but, uh, but he, is, uh, he is on the show tonight. Farrell's uh, uh, taking pictures. Farrell's taking pictures of, of, what uh, you, of Ray. What are you giving him, like a placard or something? He's, he gets a plaque. Listen, you fly across an ocean to come to the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, you get a placard. That's nice. just the rules. Okay? Very nice. We, what, I'm not holding up that. What crap. is this? Well, let me see. Let me see. Are you want me to hold it? I'm holding this up. I don't even know what it says. So I it could say like I'm a dork. Balky. Eric Balkman, the worst. So, so is yeah. Ray going to come on? Do I Ray, do you want to come on for a segment? You yeah, want to join on. us for a segment? Help us answer some emails. I'll scoot uh, over. Yeah, scoot, scoot over there. You always are way far away from the microphone anyway. So Ray, you can kind of sit in, right in the middle. It doesn't matter because we're not using any production drops. So you All can right. keep keep the headphones. Ray, man, welcome into the show. Thanks, Eric. Long time, long time listener, yeah. and uh, and now you're joining us on the show. So, uh, are you pumped for your first weekend of Kentucky drafting? Yeah, definitely. It's like um, you know, our home leagues in Hong Kong and in New York, they're much smaller than this. This is a huge ballroom, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty massive ballroom here. Like, like this is, uh, and it's not this. Yeah, and this is this is actually it's not it's not very full right now. But Saturday, it's going to be packed. Sunday. It'll be shoulders to shoulder, nuts to butts, as the kids say in here, right. and it'll be a great drafting video. What do you What do you have on tap? You got the main event tonight. Right, 8:30. 8:30 tonight is the main event. What else do you have planned for this we weekend? We got uh, two drafts tomorrow. That's a 3:30. Is that the draft master? 3:30 would be the draft masters, right. I believe. Yeah. And then another one, 7:30 maybe. Oh, it's main seven. event. Main event tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be very cool. Sunday as well. And Sunday main event. Yeah. Whatever Farrell stuck him in. And whatever, yeah, whatever you find, you hey, just you, you come in here and you find your name, and then you just sort of draft the team is the way it, is the way it is. Money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's very cool. Um, we talked about uh, uh, our ascendant that we're naming at the end of the show tonight. Devontae Parker certainly going to be a uh, a consideration there. Are you liking what you saw from Parker in the preseason? Now that Jay Cutler's throwing to him, I think Cutler's looking for him. They definitely got a rapport together, but in Kentucky, you know. Since he's a hometown boy here, I'm not looking to draft him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he plays college ball at Louisville. I forgot about that. 
that because it would be. He's going like the third round here. SHIT could go bananas this weekend. <laughs> I'm just realizing that right Let's now. Put them out in the and, right and, right. and hold on, and hold on, just to bring this up too. We always talk about the Colts being overvalued here because there's so many Colts fans here. Um, maybe this year it's like, oh my God, Lux hurts. I don't want to have anything to do. With, hey, Devontae Parker, Louisville guy. Let's let's take him. What about Taiwan Taylor? And uh, where, Western Kentucky West is that where Kentucky, he went? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's another guy. Yeah, man, seventh round. I'm throwing him out. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just start start the bidding on Taiwan Taylor at eight dollars tonight and see where that gets you. Uh, so okay, Taiwan, I can't even pronounce anything. Taiwan. You said it right. What do you what Ray? What is it? Taiwan or Taiwan Taylor? How do you pronounce it? Taiwan. Okay, Taiwan. Raise the guest. We're going with Taiwan. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, listen, this, this uh, has been a fantastic kickoff to hour number two. Ray, you're going to stay right here. We're going to answer some emails when we come back. Uh, we have Dave Gerzek. We have Ray Chung. Ray, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter name? Chung Knows. Chung Knows. At Chung Knows on Twitter. Yeah, Follow him. Great stuff there. Much more live at the uh, High Stakes uh, Fantasy Football or Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship main event. Eric Balkman, Ray Chung, Dave Gerzek. Coming up more right after this. I am Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak, joined by Ray Chung at Chung Knows on Twitter. What's, what's so funny? High stakes fantasy football art. Are you talking about the breaks? The, the break is bizarre. Right. The break is bizarre if you're doing it live. It is, it's very awkward, and uh, <laughs> Dave and I still have not gotten used to it. Well, I've gotten used to it because I'm a professional. Dave just sort of fakes it every week on the show. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's always awkward. Let's just – Fix the awkwardness. Let's get into some emails here and, uh, and try to help people out. So that's something we have yet, not yet to do in seven years on this show. We're going to try to help people out tonight. tonight. Yes. <laughs> Ryan in Allen, Texas, leads it off. All I'm hearing about is all the busts and injuries in Seattle. Is there anyone worth targeting on the Hawks this season? Thanks, FFPC guys. That is Ryan in Allen, Texas. It's interesting in Seattle this year. You have um, seemingly a different guy every single week being anointed the starter for the running back position. C.J. Proceis, who I know you're a fan of, right, mm-hmm. uh, as the pass catcher back, a uh, pass catching back. Eddie Lacy, who I loved every, every year of his career, this year maybe not so much. He's kind of the starter right now because Rawls and Proceis are missing the third preseason game. And then you have Chris Carson, who has, like, you know, shocked the world at what he's been able to do. What, how are you treating this position? Let's talk about running backs first before we get to the receivers. How are you treating this position in drafts right now, Ray? The, the running back position. The running backs for Seattle. For Seattle. Um, well, you have to look at their line, right? So Fant went down, and they traded for uh, traded for that guy on, on the Eagles. Yeah, they got the, the, the Eagles lineman because Fant, is, he tore his ACL, so he's out for the year. And he was uh, going to be their left tackle, I want to say. Uh, is that what it was? Yeah, so they, they, they're already making a change on the line, which was not good right. to begin with. Yeah, but, you know, Cable works his wonders. But right. you have to think it's somewhere along – not at the beginning of the season, but near the end. So we have to see, right. you know, the emphasis on Russell Wilson, I think he's healthier this year, okay? He's going to be running around. Um, pro size, when healthy, I think benefits the most out of it, and that opens up the passing game. So in Seattle, do you just take the cheapest guy in Carson? But is he going to get all those touches? So it's going to be hard to start these guys, right? Yeah, in a best yeah. ball, it's going to be a lot easier. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I think that, and, and you look at the receiver, it's kind of muddy a little bit. I mean, you look at Doug Baldwin as really like the main guy right there. But 
you have to invest a pretty high pick in, in getting him. And you look at where he's going in FFPC drafts right now. Uh, Baldwin is like second or third round, and he's going ahead of guys like Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, guys who have uh, a pretty proven track record. Not that Baldwin doesn't, because he's gotten every better every single year. Uh, and you look at Russell Wilson is going to be healthier now. Jimmy Graham, there's a lot of people on him this year, myself included. Uh, Baldwin is a guy that I like, but, Ray, I don't know if I can pay that kind of price for him right now. Yeah, it's difficult, I think. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting situation. We'll see what happens with Seattle this weekend, but I think, you know, to, to borrow words from the great Walter White, tread lightly when you're drafting Seahawks skill position players. Let's go to the next email here. Greetings and salutations, gentlemen. With Bruce Arians' disappointment in John Brown, is Jerron Brown now a sneaky play in FFPC drafts? That is Jeff and Paul Smith's New York. That's probably a population of like six. Uh, Jerron Brown going at the 1804 in drafts right now. Dave, do you have any interest in Jerron Brown right now? I, I mean, for me, it's just like a flyer late if I need a receiver, but I'm not holding my breath on, on him right now. Uh, not really. I'm not. I'm looking count on Fitz on, the, on that team. Yeah. What about you, Ray? Kimmer likes him though. Kimmer likes John yeah, Brown yeah. or Fitz. I've been looking at Kimmer. John. Oh, John Brown. Really? Yeah, okay. I prefer JJ Nelson. Now all of a sudden I like John Brown. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like once I see somebody that's much more intelligent than me, uh, all of a sudden I'm on him. Why do you like JJ Nelson better? I think he has that deep ball mentality. You know, um, Palmer is a gunslinger. He's definitely gonna. And I think they they might be behind. Their their schedule is kind of tough. You know, when you look at it. Okay. Um, you know, God forbid David Johnson goes down, right. someone's got to benefit. And I don't think it's going to be Chris Johnson. No, right? no. I mean, just that ship has sailed. Is it going to be, you know, Jermaine Gresham? I don't think so. <laughs> so they're just going to keep trucking. <laughs> you might have more catches than Jermaine Gresham does this year. He's underrated, though. It's, it's just, yeah, well, I mean, he's been underrated for forever. And maybe when you're underrated for forever, that's just your proper rating. Nobody listens to this show besides really smart people like you, Ray. And I feel like we've been underrated for forever. I think that's just our rating right now is, is how we have this. Uh, we, uh, let's get, I'll tell you what, let's get to another email here. As I think we answered that one. There's, listen, we're not, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about Jerron freaking Brown. Uh, oh, Ron good, and, good, good broadcast. Oh, thanks Dave. I appreciate nice that. Ron in Charleston, South Carolina. Does Eric Swope's knee injury have you targeting Jack Doyle higher than you were before? Have fun in Kentucky. We will. That is Ron in Charleston, South Carolina. Jack Doyle going at the 904 pre-swope injury, this knee injury that is uh, knee surgery that Swope's having. And this is a guy that, too, like, you look at the Colts' offense. Ray, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm down on it. With mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, I mean, Scott we... Tolzien, yeah, the, with the Scott Tolzien-led Colts offense. Yeah, you, know, you have to consider that as a possibility. What about... Luck has not practiced yet. Okay, so is there, is there something to be said for a, a Tolzien offense, a Tolzien-led offense, but maybe with Moncrief not totally healthy with that AC joint in the shoulder. Healthy, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like um, you look at Doyle, he might be the most well, – I mean, Hilton's the most reliable guy. Uh, uh, but then you look at Doyle as that second option. That's interesting. I like, I like Doyle, actually. Um, yeah. and, and he, and he uh, for in a, it, to shift focus to FFPC, okay. tight end premium format, yeah. how many chairs have you drafted or do you have of Doyle this year? So uh, I drafted about 35 teams. I think I've got to have him at least like on three or four teams. Yeah. Not too many, but he actually goes pretty high. Yeah, it's surprising. Like, uh, because he's not, as Dave and I like to say, not pedigreed, right. okay? Just kind of seemingly came out of nowhere last year. And, and everybody, as far as, like, commissioning all these drafts, I've seen a lot of high-stakes players on rather be on, than being on Doyle in the ninth or 10th, they're on Swope 
much, much later. Now that's going to change because of this knee surgery now. But I think that if you're drafting this weekend, Doyle's kind of a sneaky guy that you can look to uh, maybe early in the season. I don't know what Tolzien's like as far as who he likes to throw to, uh, if he counts on the tight end uh, that much. But if he does, I mean, that makes Doyle that much more valuable when you have that safety blanket. Because, you know, it's not like Tolzien's a rookie, but he certainly doesn't have the talent level that Andrew Luck does. But he's from what? Uh, Western Kentucky, is he? Uh, which, Tolzien? No. Uh, Doyle? Yeah. He might be. I don't know. I have no idea. If, if he is, I have to reevaluate my <laughs> rankings for this weekend because he's going to be going way higher than I thought. Uh, so that is uh, definitely interesting as well. Um, let's see. I'm just going into the uh, chat room right now, and uh, we have a question from Jay Berg, uh, of course, it, at JBNY on Twitter. Kenny Stills or Taylor Gabriel? Now, he just drafted Gabriel over Stills. He hopes to get the other guy in the next round. feels like Kenny Stills will still be there. But if you're looking in a DE format between those two, Taylor Gabriel on the Falcons, Kenny Stills on the Dolphins, Ray, which one are you more likely to draft first between those two? I like Kenny Stills. Why do you like Stills? Okay, so let's just break this down, though. You have Devontae Parker there. You have Jarvis Landry still there. Leontay Carew expected to make a leap from year one to year two. You still have the concentration of Jay Ajayi and, and the fact that the Dolphins want to run the ball. What about Stills attracts you to him this year from a fantasy perspective? Okay, remember earlier in, this, uh, in the preseason, everybody thought Stills would, where would he go, right? But then Miami surprised kind of everyone by re-signing him, so they definitely mm-hmm. have some kind of plan to keep him. Myself included. Because you and I were in that Kentucky Dynasty draft, and I'm like, Stills, this is a great pick right now because he's going to sign somewhere for a huge amount of money, and he did, but he didn't go anywhere. He's still really young, too. Yeah, that's true. He's very young uh, for, his, for, he's young for his age. He's young for as many years of service as he had in the NFL. Dave, where do you fall in on Kenny Stills versus Taylor Gabriel? If you're drafting in a 28-round DE, which guy are you more likely to take first? I'm really not interested in Gabriel at all. Stills, I'll take a look at. Yeah, so still seems to be the popular uh, choice here. I guess I would side with the two guys to my left, your right, who are much more intelligent than me when it comes to fantasy football. So I will, I will go still. Although I do like Gabriel this year, too, even though Dave doesn't. I kind of like Gabriel. Let's get, <laughs> let's get to uh, the next email here, and we go to, where's it going to be? Uh, Don in New Britain, Connecticut. Does no Jordan Matthews in Philly mean Zach Ertz? is in for a career year. Zach Ertz going at the 601 right now. We talked about Zach Ertz very briefly on the drive down from uh, Northeast Wisconsin down to Louisville here today. And uh, I liked him. Two Packers. Special thanks to Leroy Carson. Oh, yeah, the real Leroy. It was a great job. Did a great job of driving today uh, uh, all the way down, all eight hours of it. It was more than three, but that's (laughs) polite that you would say that on the air. Um, I, I like Zach Ertz this year. This is a guy that caught, has caught 70-plus catches his last two years in the NFL. 70-plus last year, catching from a rookie quarterback in, in Carson Wentz. And uh, two Packers not on him. Uh, Ray, I like Zach Ertz this year. I think the key with Zach Ertz, he really, like, you know, his key is, like, week 14 and 15. And then you got to get someone else for week six. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And, that's, like, that's been the pattern. Right. Like, you know, you draft him. You're totally pissed off at yourself all season until, like, that, that first week of the championship sprint hits, and he's money, and then that last week inevitably lets like you down. He's the opposite down. of Julio. Right. He's the anti-Julio. He's the anti-Julio, essentially, is what it is. But you have it both on the same team, that might work out. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's, there's, there's your stack. There's your NFC stack, Julio Jones and Zach Ertz. 
and you will get stuff done. We are getting stuff done here live in Louisville at the Horseshoe Casino. The auction draft getting scheduled uh, to be underway in roughly, oh, about an hour or so, and we will be signing off shortly, but not before we announce the Ascendant. We're going to have more emails, more Ray Chung, probably less Dave Gerzak to appease all the people that are reviewing the podcast and, and uh, make sure that we are getting as little Gerzak on as possible. I'm just kidding. We have much more here at the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. I am Eric Balkman. He is Dave Gerzak. Our guest tonight, Ray Chung, joining us. Uh, very excited to have him on, and we're going to answer more of your emails coming up right after this. You are listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We roll on here in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Live events, the 16th year that this has taken place. We've been here for roughly half of them, Dave. We have no idea. We have no idea. We earlier. We don't even know. We have roughly a, a good idea. We I remember. Sparrow for his record. You know what? God I, knows. He has no idea. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, joined by Ray Chung tonight. Dave, I, I, I remember. I my breath is okay I'm talking to Ray. Oh, dude, mine is terrible. Like, Ray is just being such a champ like, tonight, putting up with it. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I blame Tupacker for bringing the, the bourbon. Um, I remember back in the day, you and the real Leroy would c- drive down to Kentucky Draft, and then you would draft other drafts in the car on the way back. That's right. We did that for a W Cop at one point. Yeah. That had to be back before. In- that was probably at least the last year, so 07, 08. Now you're bringing it back a little bit. Yeah. So that, that, really that would be, players. yeah. You can, I mean, I, wireless internet was not so good. Sketch. Yeah, 10 years Very ago, sketch so back, back then. So, yeah, and I remember you lost it a couple of Because you called me, and you're like, hey, here's my username and password. I need you to make me a pick here. Yeah, that's right. With, it's just, that uh, terrible RT Sports software. We were, all right. You don't need to bring that. That's enough. Too, that's enough. We don't need to do that. <laughs> just kidding, uh, Tim and Mark. Uh, Jay Berg from the chat giving us live live um, play-by-play from the Patriots preseason game that's going on. Uh, Tom Brady just threw Brandon Cook's uh, ball. Cook's dropped it. Brady looks pissed. Jay Berg says, sell Cook's. Uh-huh. Actually, that's a great reason to get him a little bit cheaper. Ah, there Pretty you go. Uh, Jay Berg also saying Dalvin Cook is the ascendant this year. I'm going to tell you this. He did not make the finalist list. What? He didn't make the finalist list because he's already ascended. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, it's, it's very – You know, we've got to be like draft sharks a little bit more and just allow things, you know, pretend it didn't happen. We, we have to – Like when they named Ricky Williams the bust of the year and then a day later he we, retired we have to, from football. Right. And then they said, oh, that's a win. We nailed it. For a 21-hour period. Hey, they did nail fine. it. We have to, Great job. We have to fit the choice. We have to fit the criteria to the choice rather than fit the choice to the criteria, essentially, is what we're doing. Uh, by the way, Edelman carded the locker room. Speaking Yikes. Of- I did not see that. How about that? Jaber hiding the real news. Edelman knee carded the locker room versus line. Jaber, what are you doing? We have drafts and auctions coming up. No, you know what? Hold on. Jimmy Wagner is posting about Edelman earlier in the chat. That's probably why Jaber. Oh, he limped upfield didn't. grabbing his right knee. Yikes. You know, that kind of stinks. Speaking of ascending, Cooks just went up another eight picks. And, and we weren't on Julian Edelman. Ray, were, were you liking Julian? Pretend he didn't get hurt. Is he a guy that you were looking at in the Patriots offense? I don't this think I've drafted him at all this year. I no. haven't either. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, you have Gronk, you have Cooks, you have the running game with, with White catching passes. So many options there. I just, exactly, yeah. And, and Edelman, I think, uh, is, is this his last year? Is this his con- contract year? I really don't know. But, you know, I might actually be interested in Edelman if he really falls through the news. I'm going to tell, now, now I'm going to tell everybody to. this. Yeah, okay. Well, tell everybody the answer, to, tell everybody the answer <laughs> to this next email that we're going to do uh, here. This hey, is, by the way, what happened to the shirts? What shirts? Gorzak and Addicts. Oh, no. Dude, listen, we, those are still, like, Kickstarter hasn't even accepted our application for something like that. 
Now, I think that Tupacker might dust off the old Balkaholics Get Serious shirt this weekend. I can't confirm that, uh, but that could definitely uh, still, be, still be possible. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Sal in Adrian, Michigan. Hello, bluegrass-bound boys. Crunch time. Am I investing an early-round pick in Jordan, Jordan Reed this year or not? Have fun in Louisville, guys. We will. Thank you for the email, Sal in Adrian, Michigan. Jordan Reed, guys. This is a, a riddle that needs to be answered correctly if you want to be successful this year. Drops all, all the way down to the 401 in FFPC drafts right now. Unheard of for a tight end that is as prolific as Jordan Reed is to be in the fourth round. Well, he might have had a foot fracture. Ray, what are you doing with Jordan Reed in the fourth? Oh, he's a big headache. I think um, in the first 40 picks, I'm not sure you want to invest that kind of draft capital in a guy that will definitely miss games. You hate to say definitely, but he has, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he always has. I mean, and, and the thing is, the problem I have with Jordan Reed is, like, A, he, like, talked about having a broken foot when the Redskins never said anything about that. Okay, so you have that. Then you have um, uh, the fact that this was bothering him last year. Right. I mean, this is not a new thing. And the fact that it's still – I mean, if you draft Jordan Reed in the fourth, and this is – I know Dave doesn't agree with me in, in this line of thinking. If you draft Jordan Reed in the fourth, and let's say he gets hurt in October or whatever, and, and he's expecting to miss four to six weeks or something. You can look at yourself and say, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. What was I thinking? This is a guy that was already hurt last year. This is a guy that, that has consistently been hurt throughout his career. What was I thinking? Now, if you want to be risky, and I think that Jared Smola posted this in, on Draft Sharks today, um, safe money don't make money. You could certainly take that approach and maybe Reed plays 13, 14 games, and he's awesome for you. Reed is a unique case. He will people. not. I, I do not. I agree with you with his, with regard to Reed. Okay. I, you, I don't. I don't ever draft. Reed. Yeah. I. I can't imagine he's gonna be on any of my teams this year. Thirty-five drafts in the bag for you, Ray. How many is Jordan Reed on? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Davis. Forty. You guys. You guys are the worst. Vernon Davis maybe like fifteen. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, now that's smart. He's really cheap. Right? He's super cheap, and, and you know what? He's gonna be free this weekend in Kentucky. You have so many teams so focused on out here because in this format. One quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. So many teams that are focused on receiver. These tight ends, man, like you can get good tight end value. Uh, seemingly throughout the draft. Supposedly bad. It was bad. Edelman? Bad. Really? Seems apparently bad. So we should talk about Chris Hogan a little bit, not to interrupt you. This is, this is, Chris, is, Chris Hogan, and if you listen to a lot of pundits out there prior to this Edelman injury, a lot of they people were on Chris Hogan. Right. Yeah. What about Malcolm Mitchell? Malcolm Mitchell, nah, he, sucks. he sucks? He sucks, right? Hey, he sucks. I love him. You love Malcolm Mitchell? I love him, Dynasty. See, this is the... Roster Cuts are coming up. You might have to get rid of him or this, try and trade This him. is the Eric Balkman philosophy and fantasy analysis. Do I own him in Dynasty? If the answer is yes, him. then I love him. If I, the answer is no, ah, get rid of him. You don't want him. Um, okay, so Hogan and Mitchell, guys to pay attention to this weekend. Hogan, if you're uh, a Gerzak supporter... Uh, and uh, and Mitchell, if you are a Ray Chung supporter, and both of them, ob- obviously, as I am Switzerland on this show. And, per uh, usual. Yeah, per usual. Draft both of them. Um, what, okay, so what? Even, that was, was the Jordan Reed. non-contact. We are, so all of us are off Jordan Reed, right? All three of us? Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's in on Jordan Reed. Okay. It's a non-contact injury problem. Dude, he's screwed. Well, I mean, like, dude, without don't saying, say that, but just deflate the ball and everything will be okay in New England. Don't say anything. we got the auction coming up. Right, yeah, like these guys know. These are sharp guys in Kentucky. Uh, next email. What's up, Dave and Balky? You all always talk about waiting on a QB. If I do that, who is the guy to take after the top 15 are off the board? That is Bill in Concord, Mass. 
Now, top 15 is asking kind of a lot here. If I'm going to count off the quarter. Oh, I got tons of them. To, after the top 15? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure Ray's got do you, do you need me to read yeah, them off? Oh, yeah. Give me the, I don't, give me okay, so the, the top, so currently in FFPC draft. Where is Rivers going? Oh, let me just read them. Sorry. Uh, the top 15 right now in FFPC drafts, Rogers, Brady. I don't need the top No, I'm telling eight. you. Rogers, Brady, Breeze, Wilson, Ryan are the top five. The next five off the board, Luck, Newton, Jameis, Mariota, Cousins, and then you have Carr, Roethlisberger, Prescott, Rivers, Stafford. Those guys are all... So Rivers is 14, Stafford 15. Yeah, okay. So after that, you have guys like Dalton, Manning, Mahomes, Carson Palmer, Carson Mahomes. Wentz. What, what, did, what did I say? You said Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. What is he going? He's not going quarterback 18 or 19. This is, you're talking about the last three drafts. We've had some rookie last, drafts. Last three days worth of, of drafts. No, this is strictly football guys and classics. Only what? Only, oh, he's only picked in two. Okay, so forget Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Good. This, this, this is why we need Ray Chung on the show, is he can fact-check this. I've been talking. Relax. Tupac are trying to pour bourbon down my throat. I can't do it right now. It I will. Not uh, talking to him. Carson Palmer, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. He just had about half of uh, Sam Bradford, Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco. Let's just right, stop go there. Back, go back like five quarterbacks. <laughs> so, I mean, he was – I'm sorry. We were looking. So, oh, Tyrod Taylor, Carson Wentz, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton. Okay, which one of those guys? Ray, you go first, since Dave is clearly preoccupied. I think all those guys are fine. Those fine. What's starting your favorite with, though? Starting with Dalton, I like Dalton. Uh, so I think I do too. And Dave, I know you like Dalton this yeah. year as well. Yeah, red hair, he's fair skin. Now this is this is kind of oh, they're just going to say quarterback sixteen because he's the top guy after the top fifteen. But I mean, Rivers we, we, is right there. Rivers yeah. is a good pick. He's, but he's number fourteen, so he's ineligible. Yes, according to his stupid question. But if it was the top thirteen, he'd be good. Guys, what about Carson Wentz? Tory Smith. Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, Zach Ertz, Darren Sproles. I like him too. I think I think this is a guy that I end up in a few drafts this uh, this weekend. And if you want to go uber late, I actually do like Sam Bradford this year too. Matt Kelly does too from PlayerProfiler.com. Uh, I don't really care from as much, but that's okay. If you wait, if you do the, what if you do the the crappy quarterback strategy in Kentucky for Jerzak? Oh yeah, right Cutler. That's enough. He's way down there, Cutler. Yeah. That actually is a, a really good point. Single. 17, 17, 10. So he was actually, after I stopped after, arbitrarily stopped after Flacco, the then there. he went. Yeah. yeah, Cutler. Why not Cutler? Okay. Yeah, Cutler's another good guy. Did you see the Dolphins game last night, Ray? No, no. I no. was traveling here. Oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> okay. the flights take a while. I, I was a little busy. How long did the flights take? Like four where, but you, hours? But you three hours? Where did, where did you? Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. So that's where you flew from to, okay, I got you. All right. All right. Well, even that's a long flight. No, it's not short. Guys, let's get to one more email here before we get into the Ascended uh, talk after the break. And where do we want to go? Where do we want to go? Okay, here's, a, here's, a, here's one from John in Dublin, California. Dear Colonel and Sanders, how far are you guys bumping Odell Beckham if you're drafting this weekend? News came out after the injury. He might miss week one. I haven't heard any talk that he's going to miss week two. So I think worst case scenario, he misses a game. I'm not, and, and FFPC drafters have not bumped Beckham down. Even the night of the injury, he was still going at the 105, 106. I'm not bumping him down at all. I would put Mike Evans and AJ Green ahead of him just because of that. Just because of that. Ray, I would know you, it's only one game, but you just don't know how he's going to recover. Yeah. I mean, are there any other receivers that you would bump ahead of Beckham besides Evans and Green? Well, he may, I mean, he may not do that. What? Oh yeah, that's true. Who would you <laughs> go ahead, Ray? Go ahead. Who would you bump ahead if anyone? Who would you bump ahead? of uh, Odell Beckham right now. I might just keep him right there. I think, um, I mean, even last night in Kentucky, he hasn't moved at all, right? I, no, I saw him in much. He hasn't, yeah. yeah. He's right after Julio. So, fifth pick, you, you're kind of stuck in a tough position. Yeah. But in Kentucky, you can, you know, bid for your draft slot. Right. You might not just 
you might not even want that slot. Yeah, well, and then, and then the confusing thing is like, what happens if you bid on a slot and then you're faced, you're still faced well, with that decision? You know what I mean? Yeah, it slips to the ninth pick. He's a no-brainer. Oh yeah, totally, totally no-brainer. Great. I'm totally with you there. This, listen. So glad to have an intelligent person on the show tonight. First, up, first we get Greg Sidoris on in hour number one. We get Ray Chung in hour number two. Get that bourbon you out of totally here, Packer. Guys, we have, uh, we have to take uh, another break. When we come back, Ray is going to help us pick the Ascendant this year. I'm so excited. We don't even know who it's going to be. It could be anyone. As Packer leaves his garbage on the broadcasting table. Thank you so much for that. Ray Chung, Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, much more on the High Stakes Fantasy Footballer on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network 2017 FFPC Ascended announced in next segment uh, right after these messages. The 2017 Ascended announcement is upon us. I am Eric Balkman at Eric Balkman on Twitter. He is Dave Gerzak at David Gerzak on Twitter. And our guest tonight, Ray Chung at Chung Knows on Twitter. Uh, the first, first time in Kentucky for you this year. Have you been blown away by how awesome the, the Horseshoe Casino is and, and how the drafts are set up here? Is this so awesome? Eric, I got in today around noontime. I went out for a jog, you know, to fight the jet lag. Okay, three miles. I saw one human besides me. And, uh, Did eight, you see a lot of animals? Eight geese. <laughs> we got stopped twice on the way down by turkeys uh, on the way down from Appleton to, uh, uh, to Louisville uh, today. Uh, twice a stop by turkeys. So otherwise we would have been here much earlier. Um, okay, guys, let's, uh, let's get to it. The Ascendant announcement, this is a guy that we pick every single year. The guy that we imagine is going to vault up. Now, again, I'm going, think, I'm going to be. 25% of the time we've been right. Yeah, uh, at least 25% of the time. This is a guy we expect to vault up like two to three rounds, up into that two, three, round two, round two, round three area. The guy we expect to make the biggest move when it comes to the FFPC main event drafts, the guy that we expect to move the most, okay? I have a list. Now, would you guys prefer me to read the entire list yeah. here first? Okay. Why not, man? Yeah. There's a list of 10, and the easiest way is we'll eliminate guys to start things off, and these are in alphabetical order, okay? (laughs) Sentence uh, for 2017, Kelvin Benjamin, Martavis Bryant. Am I going too fast, Dave? Yes, you think I can write that down? Kelvin Benjamin, Martavis Bryant, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, pair of Chiefs there, Carlos Hyde, Marshawn Lynch, T.Y. Montgomery, Joe Mixon. Don't give me that look. And Devontae Parker is the last one. Okay, okay I'm, I'm sorry. McCaffrey and Cook are not on your stupid list. McCaffrey is going in the mid-second of FFPC dress right now. How much higher is he going to ascend? You know what, I, think next, I think in future years we have to announce this like two weeks earlier. Well, we can do that, but then I don't know how much that helps people. That's the point is it does help people because you pick them out. But we're talking with Dave. We're doing this for main event. We're not doing this for, like, football guys or whatever. Okay? Now, McCaffrey, I was wrong. McCaffrey at the 307, Dalvin Cook at the 310. You want to include them? Are yeah. these guys vaulting up to the first friggin' round? You know what's funny? You laugh. You laugh. Okay. But Reggie Bush, All right. he was a rookie. Okay. I'll Dude, tell you what. I'll tell you what. guys did do that. To- okay. You are totally right. I would have written those guys off. I'm putting them down. Throw them on there. Okay, now we're up to 12. We now need I'm to, happy. Oh, great. I'm thrilled. <laughs> now we need to eliminate guys, okay? okay? Who do we want to eliminate? Do you need the ADPs for any of these guys? Because I'd be happy to give them to you. I don't think Benjamin moves up enough. Okay, he's at the 601 right now. I'll, he's not going to move up 24. He has been moving up. It's going to be difficult for him to continue that momentum into, like, the third or fourth round. Eliminate him? Yeah. 
right. He gone. He's actually. I mean, Martavis Bryant has done nothing. So why should he move up? At he all? did all right, but I mean, like the thing is, he would need like some sort of like four for eighty and two touchdown performance uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, highly unlikely. But you know, never know. You on board with eliminating Martavis Bryant, right? What about okay. Ben? Okay, so Bryant and Benjamin are gone. Okay, let's go to Carlos Hyde. I don't think with an offense that's going to probably struggle, I don't think Hyde is a person that people are going to get that excited about. He's got a stink about him. Exactly, because you know why he's Carlos Hyde. Though. The Niners stink. Yeah, exactly. Or is it, is it the injuries? It's just stink in general. The Hyde stink. Okay, so getting rid of Carlos Hyde. He could, you know, it could be a great value pick, but he's not. Sounds like a virus. <laughs> run and hide. Yeah, run and hide from Carlos Hyde. Okay, I, I don't think Kareem Hunt is going to move up because he hasn't really taken. You know, Andy Reid said, okay. "Oh, you know, we really like Kareem Hunt." Yeah, it's, he hasn't it's, really it, said it has, he might supplant. It has not been glowing praise. It's been tepid praise. And the problem with Hunt too is he's like the fringe guy in this list. Seven oh eight. You'd have to move up a hell of a lot to be in ascending uh, oh, yeah. territory. If Ware tore his ACL, and the, but then we, we can't. Like, I mean. The guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously then. But well, that's I, a draft sharksy and move. That's, <laughs> so, ripped, so just to keep the tally going tonight, Dave has ripped on me. He has ripped on RT Sports. He has ripped on DraftSharks.com. What, what's next, honestly? KFFSC? Well, you know, Alex is listening. Otherwise, I would say something like him. <laughs> Go ahead. That's fine. You know, I, actually, I like Alex quite a bit. Alex is Let the me best. just say I'm really happy because Alex's life insurance policy just kicked in. Unfortunately, mine has not kicked in. So his Why is that? How has that happened? It's his wife. But why, why is his kicked in and yours not? I still have to get the physical approved. Mm. Well, you're screwed. There's a whole, I have a whole lot of problems. I don't know if you guys Mostly know this, but Dave actually, Dave, Dave has, now he's kind of let himself go. He's all, what, what, 337 now? Is that what you're at? Tipping the scales? Yeah, we have about 400 pounds. 400? I didn't think it was that bad. But. I'm going to get on that show for fat people. Yeah, the biggest loser? Uh, the 600-pound woman. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Person. Bring it back to fantasy. Bring it back to All fantasy. Right, so Ma- Marshawn Lynch, he's been sitting out for a year. Ray, what do you think about Marshawn Lynch? I may like year? him, but is he gonna move up around or something? Okay. I definitely like him. But, you do? Okay. But I mean, uh, he hasn't ascended since. He's not really playing enough. Either. Since yeah. he, since the trade, right? Yeah. I mean, right. like he he's hardly. He's kind of stuck. He's actually four oh five right now in ADP. One of the smallest standard deviations. And yeah. they're also limiting his touches, so he's not going to go up that he's much. Not gonna have, two guys behind him, not he, only one. He's not going to have the exposure, like you said, right. this weekend. And we're lim- we're officially eliminating Hunt, right, guys? Yes. Okay, Lynch and Hunt are done. Okay, so let's go to Ty Montgomery. He's actually done crappy. But what about okay? But what happens if he does good in a high altitude scenario tomorrow with that sickle cell in Denver? <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you this don't. No, clinic, listen. Dude. This no is a, this is a big deal. This cell. is a yes, they do. John Brown's parents care. No Ty Montgomery's parents care. I'm sure they both. All four or five. They all care. Kevin Coleman's parents care. I'm just saying, regular fantasy players don't care about the sickle cell to determine if they're going to draft him early. I'm saying that. As far as Denver goes tomorrow, a place that a lot of people with the sickle cell have not played, if he comes out, if he comes out and crushes it. Deep. Hey, listen. You, you really think deeply. Ray, this is the reason you listen to the show, right? With analysis like this. No, this you cannot not. be throwing garbage here in the casino. They're going to kick you out. Let's just keep going. So, Montgomery, you're not on? Ray, what, what about Montgomery? He's in the fourth round. I'm not 410. 410 right now. I'm not saying I mind the player. I'm just saying I don't think he's in the He ball. does have to have a huge game, but right now he's. He's amazing. Right, so okay, okay, so don't don't eliminate him totally. Right, Let's right. keep him on there for right now. All right, so I guess I mean so. And McCaff- kind of, McCaffrey and Cook are obviously still on there. Just eliminate everyone that we say. Yeah, right. That's right. That's probably a good McC- idea. McC- yeah, we, <laughs> and this year's ascendant, no one. Uh, apparently, we're not. We ran out of players. So back to McCaffrey though. 
because he's already played, and he had kind of a for him, you know, not a he had a great game week two, right? But week three was just kind of okay, right? So I don't think the I don't think McCaffrey's moving up necessarily any more or much more. That was what I but said. I, think, I I mean, he has moved up, and I think if he's going to three hundred six, I think there's a chance he start he do another half round. And okay. Cook, same thing. I don't he's know. done for the preseason, essentially, though. No, he is. You're right. Um, okay. So but I think if people think about it more and more, that they might just, looking for that league winning type player. I mean, if you have a, if you're a PPR monster, you have a shot to be RB one. That's what you yeah. need to be, right? When you said his ceiling is top four earlier I mean, on the show. Top yeah. four. I mean, that's, I mean if it'd, it'd be a, it'd be a pretty big stretch to do so. I mean, if you're assuming David Johnson and Bell stay healthy, but then who's after that? Who, why couldn't he be three or four? I don't see why he couldn't be three or four. Joe Mixon at the 502. Let's move on. Joe, Joe Mixon is going to move up. Sure. He's going to move up. That okay. seems really cheap for Mixon. Yeah, he that's where up. he's going right now. Okay, so he's he's we're going to keep him on there. I think so. To our final round. Sure. See how he does in the swimsuit competition. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Parker at the 703. This is an interesting guy because we we talked him up quite a bit on the show already. But 703 guys, that is a long way to move up. He have to move, if he moves up to like the fourth round, that's. Is he going to move up to the fourth round? I think he might. I think I think I, Ray, would, I would leave him on there. Ray, if you're drafting an FFPC no. draft, I would say no. I can't see a six round. Maybe the five six turn. Okay, most, so I mean, it's, it's still get rid of him because it's not it's not significant enough. That's fine. Yeah, if it's twelve picks, okay. whatever. At that point, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Matters, but it doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter. Okay, did we, so what, I, yeah, I forgot yeah. what we said about Montgomery. Did we eliminate him? Maybe. He's maybe, okay. Maybe. So now, oh, we didn't talk about Diggs or Hill. Let's talk about Stephon Diggs, because this is a guy that has already been ascending, and he could like go everyone, even more. I feel, like, I, don't, I feel like I cannot find a person or analyst that is not saying positive things about Diggs. I agree. I cannot find someone who's saying, you know what, Diggs might suck. No one's saying that. Ray, how many shares of Stephon Diggs do you have? See, I like Diggs, but he's always injury prone, right? He what has been hurt, like, yeah. yeah. But also, people have always said um, good things about Thielen as well. Yeah, yeah. Thielen is a guy that – and they're working him in the slot and now, too. And you got Cook on the same team. And Cook, yeah. We got to – we uh, – it's, it's, it's interesting. And the problem with, with Diggs is that's a 504, guys. We can keep him. Keep him? Keep him for the final round here. Tyreek Hill, Dave's going to give him a free pass. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, he doesn't Dave's like, why are much? guys, yeah. why are we talking about anybody else? It's clearly Tyreek Hill. It's tough for a Hill to move up a lot more. He's already, I mean, what is he in the, where's he at? 405. I don't, well, if you do, okay, if Hill has a monster week three, yeah, yeah he moves into the second round. I think he, I, second round, Ray? Late Eric, second. I mean, Eric, you did draft him a few days ago. I did, in yeah. In the third round? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, did he, take him there. Yeah, if, okay, so let's say he catches like, I don't know, four for 70 in a touchdown, then runs back a touchdown, right? He has like a rushing, a yeah. really yard rush. Yeah. It's like everybody's like, no one can okay. catch this. All right, okay. Then, then let's keep him on. Okay, we got to keep him on there then. So here's the list as I have it, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Ty Montgomery, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Pair it down. Pair it down. Who are the maybes that we're not really thrilled about? Ty Montgomery, is he gone? I mean, we have to get rid of some of these maybes. We got rid of the no's. We got to start getting rid of the maybes. Here, I'm sorry, I'm blocking your hair, right? Might get rid of Diggs first. He's get rid of Diggs at the 504? Yeah. yeah, Diggs is gone. Okay. He's gone. All right. Kind of an upset there. I thought he'd make it deeper in this competition. <laughs> but okay. Get rid of Diggs. So Hill, Montgomery, Mixon, Cook, McCaffrey. I almost feel like McCaffrey, because he's going at the where he's going, is a little Three, bit... 307 right I now. almost feel like he should go, and maybe Cook should go, too. Okay. Oh, what a surprise! You know, Cook is going... You know, Cook... Yeah. Really moved, he's already really moved, moved up, up. Yeah. and, and Murray's really back well. this week, too. Yeah. 
Now, what happens if let's if well, hold on? We, 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 I, I only got like 30 seconds here, but what, we talked about this on the way down. What if Dalvin Cook just doesn't play this weekend? That uh, that could actually vault him up even further yeah, if he plays. Well, we're we're going to let Latavius Murray fart are, around out there for 25 carries. Most people are not that far. No. I'm not, I, know, here they are. In Kentucky, in Louisville, in Vegas, they are. Okay. All right. All right. So that's my, that's my point on Cook. So are we getting rid of Cook and McCaffrey? I think so. I honestly think Montgomery to some extent. I just don't, I don't see him. Unless it doesn't seem like he's going to have a huge week this week. You, that's, so, okay. We have to take a break. We'll announce it after this. It like sounded Joe like Mixon or Tyreek Hill. Mixon and Hill, right? Oh, my God. Listen, the people Even who – nobody's tuning out now. <laughs> They're going to come back. We're going to come back right after this. Eric Balkman, Ray Chung, Dave Gerzak, High Stakes Fantasy Footballer, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The 2017 Ascendant in the Fantasy Football Players Championship is revealed here on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, Ray Chung for one final segment before we break uh, for the big time uh, next three weeks that are, are, are going to be baller uh, with the FFPC drafting. Yeah, no, we're going to break that. Okay, guys, we're down to two guys for the Ascendant. It's either going to be Joe Mixon or it's going to be Tyreek Hill, okay? And I feel like I'm going to have to cast the deciding vote in this, and I'm not comfortable doing this. So, guys, <laughs> make sure that you're agreeing here. Joe Mixon going at the 502, Tyreek Hill at the 405. Which guy is more likely to move up into that ascendant 2-3 territory? Now, bear in mind, Mixon is going, you know, a half round, almost a full round later than Tyreek Hill right now. Dave, I'll let you go first because I can, I can tell the gears are turning. You know, honestly, I wasn't really sure as to what I was going to say. Um, but I'm thinking about what's going to happen in week three. I think that uh, I think that Mixon, he may not even get the start. And he may play pretty well. Uh, I, I, have, I just have a feeling that people might start reaching for Hill a little bit more. I think that people are getting more and more excited about Hill. That's kind of my lean, but I don't know. I mean, I can see the – if you go for Mixon, I would not be upset. Because I can see – if he busts off, like, even if he comes in the second quarter and busts off a huge game. Right. People want to get these rookie running backs, and people they just like it. They like that idea. Fournette is falling because the Jaguars suck. Right. So I feel like Mixon might be the third guy, but when McCaffrey and Cook go really early, Mixon might move up too. I'm really stuck. I'm not even. I don't yeah, even that's know fine. What I'm you can right be now. stuck right now. But let's let Ray and I give our thoughts on it. Ray, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah. Last year, you know, he took the world by storm. Okay, both of them have somewhat of a shady background, right? So we don't have to even think about morals here. Oh, gee, God, I didn't even <laughs> think no, about that. True. Hey, let's pick out the, the two guys with the most questionable moral behavior for our son. That I didn't but, even realize. Okay, that. let's think about the coaches, right? Marvin Lewis. Winston. Yeah. Marvin yeah. Lewis, I mean, he's still, you know, pushing uh, Jeremy Hill out there. Right. So he, he does favor him at least for the first few games. Okay, does that play in the mind of FPC drafters? Mm-hmm. You know, Hill is still going in the, what, the 10th round? Uh no, Tyreek Hill? No. Oh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy yeah. Hill. Yeah, I'm Later hurt. even. I thought it was even 12. But you also have Gio there. And Gio. Uh, Jeremy Hill currently going at the 11-11. Giovanni Bernard has got to be after that, right? Yeah, he's there. So who on the Chiefs 12, 12 can have a Giovanni great game Bernard. and push out Hill? I, I can't really see no. anyone affecting no one. him, really. Not Kelsey. Okay. If Alex Not Conley. Gets hurt. Okay. Mahomes just vaults him up even more. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. And Jay Berg chiming in from the chat right now. Hill will go in first. And I got to tell you, Jay Berg's done a lot of FFPC drafts. You might know. I'm thinking this, guys. Joe Mixon, there's two other guys there. And Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. The offensive line is not good. And two other rookie guys, just going a different way, McCaffrey and Cook. Right. Go ahead of them. right. Uh, you have Tyreek Hill, who I think 
Dave, you turned me on to this. I think that the drumbeat has not been strong on him enough. I feel like he's going to be the type of guy that everybody catches up at. He's going to be that electric pick that could move up to that second round. The number seven wide receiver last year after From week eight. After week eight. Tyreek Hill's my pick for the Ascendant 2017. I'll go with that. All right, Ray, you good with that? Tyreek Hill, ladies and gentlemen. What? We We all concur. (laughs) We all conquer tonight. We conquer and concur. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our show. Uh, So there is your Ascendant, Tyreek Hill. I want to thank Ray Chung. Ray, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll hang out. for the first time being like a radio I know. Ray did a fantastic job. You talk like that normally. Much. Yeah, I do. Hey, Ray, great to meet you. Hey, listen. Ray, much better job than Dave tonight. And all (laughs) all kidding aside, you were fantastic. Uh, So that is going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. And a programming uh, announcement. We will have no show next week. We'll have no show the week after. Uh, We will return live after week one, after Vegas. So I want to wish good luck to everybody out there drafting at the FFPC. Remember to get in touch with Greg Sidoris if you need to get hooked up with a room. We'll return live Friday, September 15th. If you are listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Mike Blewett and George Kurtz on the Roto Expert Show will be up next. Good luck in all your drafts this year. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Your weekend and Kentucky weekend officially starts This has now. been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Tim again, the sound that engine in is like a bird. You see fireworks and carpet tire skirt, the boulevard. I know how you work, I know just who you are. See, use it, use it, use it.